the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Tell you, squirrel, this country might stand a chance. We might actually stand a chance. This is a very exciting day. It looks like that Republican whore, Kevin McCarthy, was defeated again today. Now, uh, yesterday, it's true, we had the swearing in of some senators. Break the veins! Yes, that one got sworn in, too. We'll cover that in a little while. But yesterday, when I was playing the Frank the Putz Lutz, tape the man with the plastic dog on his head who he wants you to believe his hair the man who's been wrong for 12 years i remembered if you remember the show yesterday there was a congressperson renting a room from frank the putz lutz and a friend of mine after the show sent me a little tape from the tucker carlson show that all brought things into focus and why you should be celebrating that this ret bastard political whore Kevin McCarthy was rejected for two days in a row. Frank Luntz is a pollster in Washington, D.C., who advises the Republican Party. His real job is working for Google and promoting OxyContin in the middle of an opioid epidemic. Whatever you think of Frank Luntz, he... By the way, that's a bar, but that's absolutely true. That's exactly what he did. He was a lobbyist for them. He promoted that OxyContin. He's as culpable as any CVS or Walgreens that had to pay a fine. The difference is he doesn't have any money. He spent it all on hair and real estate. It's great to live with, to share a toothbrush with. We know that because Kevin McCarthy does it. How much does he pay for that? That's a question we had asked because there are, of course, rules in the House about accepting gifts. No, there are no rules for the overlords, for the American oligarchs, for the political whores and their pimps, which is exactly what these bag men are. And the idea that this 30-year whore is somehow going to change things? If you're going to stop the problems, you can't do it with the same personnel. That is one thing you have to focus on and still demand that they do not buckle. And I know Trump said it. I don't give a rip what Trump said. He spent too many years as a Democrat. At undermarket prices. Well, we learned that Kevin McCarthy paid $1,500 a month to live in Frank Luntz's apartment. That sounds fine until you learn the apartment is 7,000 square feet and it's a... Now, how does a pollster afford a 7,000 square foot condominium? I guess it's the same way Newt Gingrich acquires $39 million. How did that happen? You know, I, I can't explain it. I, uh, I know you can't. understand that you could have one or two or three people who are crazy. But the fact that you had 19 people vote three times and then Byron Donald joined them. Uh, you know, this was a big deal when the other fat 
pig Hillary Clinton, who's built exactly like Newt Gingrich and has the same inner thigh rash. When she called you deplorables, now this fat, useless pig is calling you stupid. He's calling me stupid. He's calling everybody stupid. We must be. Because we've actually worked in an economy. We've been extorted from 50% of our income. How many of us were able to amass $39 million? But this sloth, who's never produced anything in his life, and his big accomplishment is someone else's idea that he got Bill Clinton to sign. And I'm starting to figure out how he got him to sign it. On the grounds that he didn't have the vote yet. Uh, but even then, that means you have 20 people voting against not they're not voting against mccarthy yes they are that's exactly what they're voting for they're voting against corporatism they're voting against a pay-to-play scheme that has been passed off and backdoor nationalized our economy they're voting against the open and notorious corruption that is the area you thrived in newt you fat pig they're voting against the house republican conference the conference was 10 to 1 in favor of mccarthy on the floor and you, no, 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 that's not true. You're trying to nullify the fact that we are sending fresh blood, the closest representatives to the people in congressmen. You're nullifying them with sticking in a professional political whore who's mastered his perfection with all kinds of sicko looking freaks. The penthouse. McCarthy's spokesman defended that, saying that that's fair market rate because McCarthy is renting only one of 12 bedrooms in the apartment, and it's only 400 square feet. Who's renting the other 11 bedrooms in this house of ill repute? Frank Lutz the Putz, his condo, 7,000 square feet within uh, a replica of the Oval Office where apparently... Him and all these congressmen play a lot of naked twister. Who exactly is renting these rooms? Because anybody that's affiliated in this scheme should never be t near anything called leadership. So I guess that means that he doesn't use the kitchen or the living room. <laughs> Just a 400-square-foot bathroom. It's an insult to your intelligence, this scheme that is Washington, D.C., this Ponzi scheme, this fraud. This pay-to-play open bribery system where his accomplishment is what? He's going to sell leadership rules because that's how you get on the committees, for those of you that don't know. They don't get on because of their background or their expertise. You see, anybody can be elected. You saw that scum Republican, that moron who lied about every aspect of who he is and what his resume is. He gets to buy committee leadership roles from Leadership, which would be, in this case, Kevin McCarthy. It's why you never forget how important this job is. Here's the thing. As Speaker of the House, I have awesome power. Yes, you did, Saggy. And your constituents were victimized. They live in squalor now. The state you're from is a ghetto now, just like everything that subscribes to your policy. And while you were in charge, what was the resistance? Nothing. Because you had your phony opposition, your Potemkin opposition in the Kevin McCarthy Republicans. So to be talked down to by Newt, I never liked you, Newt. I never liked you at all. And I know why. And I know what you had in common with Bill Clinton. I said to him, Newt, we've been married a long time. And he said, 
Yes, but you want me all to yourself. Callista doesn't care what I do. What was he saying to you, you think? He, oh, he was asking to have an open marriage, and I refused. So there you go. You got that in common with Bill, the sidewinder intern molester, the Duchess of Chaffington, who obviously works out with you in the morning. You've got that in common. So a couple of swingers cutting deals about welfare reform. And that makes you an expert on the opposition to the Democrat mafia? No, it makes you a cohort, fetzo. They were three of them went in and presented Kevin McCarthy with 30 some different demands, most of them involving personal advancement. I mean, they weren't talking about ideology. They weren't talking about principles. They're talking about who gets which committee, who gets to be chairman. Things that clearly are an effort to blackmail all of the rest of the conference. See, this is how these so-called leaders like this pig, Newt Gingrich, hold power. And it's irrelevant no matter who you send there. They are corrupted by the system that makes good politicians with the intentions of righteousness collaborate with this mafia to the, to, the, to the cohorts of Democrats. That's why Mitch McConnell is a god among Washington scum, because he's been able to wield this power. That's the system Newt Gingrich thrived in. By the way, elected the same year as old lady face Mitch. By the way, did you know, Squirrel, that's, Mitch's, that's uh, uh, Newt Gingrich's second wife. His first wife, her name is uh, Jackie Betty, and she looks like him in a dress. And I think the rest of the conference understands this is a core decision. <clears throat> do the 202 get that win looked at, old man. or do the 20 win? And in a free society, you cannot, just as you can't give in to terrorists and you can't give in to hostage takers, you can't allow them to take the conference hostage and win. So that is an innuendo. That I am a terrorist. That I am a hostage taker. Because the real enemy to this scheme is the representative republic this country is meant to be. Where each congressman is to have a voice to stop the shenanigans that this scourge rose to the top in. This scum that he is. I hope that in a conference tomorrow morning, when people have had a good night's sleep, have a chance to talk. I hope they can find some key policy, not not patronage, a key policy position that will bring back enough of the members to get this over with on the first ballot tomorrow. I'm personally not all that shaken. We had nine ballots to pick a speaker in 19... Huh. He's not all that shaken, huh? He got 85% of the vote when there was a... between he and Andy Gibbs in the conference itself as to who should be the speaker. And these people are taking on their shoulders setting a standard that any five members of that conference could go out and destroy everything. You know, Lincoln... And you mean like a republic? Hey, fat boy. You mean like a republic? Where if a system is corrupted, the individual representative can stop it? That's the real enemy, isn't it? Now invoke the only president to unleash the military on American citizens. And his first inaugural warned that the problem of secession is once you establish that principle then everybody can secede from everybody. That's called America, federalism, states' rights. Otherwise, it's an extortion racket. And that's the system you like, right, Chubby? Because in that system, you were able to amass $39 million. How'd you do that, Newt? What did you produce? What did you invent? What did you invest in, Newt? Nothing. You're just a bagman whore and a fat one. These five people well, need to take a, a deep breath tonight. 
and ask themselves, <clears throat> are they really want to... You better get that looked at. He sounds terrible, doesn't he? Don't worry. He's an elected official in Washington. He'll live to be a thousand. Send a signal that every five people in the conference can screw up everything for whatever reason. That's called a republic. It isn't supposed to be where you could jam this corruption down all the good people's throats. That's the system you like. That's the system you thrive in. And boy, oh boy, now I understand why you got along with Bill. He wanted an open marriage. Yeah, that I accept the fact that he he has somebody else in his life. And you said? No. I'm all for uh, enjoying yourself physically. I prefer to do it with one person, but I get it. Uh, you know, these swingers out there, they exist. But why are they all ugly like Newt Gingrich? Take a look at his first wife. She's a spitting image of him. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. The idea that there are people out there to tell you to step and fetch in the way the Democrats did to Stinky Hammers, Paul Pelosi, and Saggy Nancy... That's not the way this country is supposed to work. The representatives are supposed to have a say in this. If there were more people of integrity and less Newt Gingrich's and less Nancy Pelosi's and less Kevin McCarthy's, we wouldn't be staring at this problem that is our government today. This could all change. I am extremely optimistic and proud for the first time in decades of Congress. And this idea you're being pressured by morons that tell you, oh, you can't investigate Hunter. Let me explain something for the 5,000th time. The Department of Justice isn't going to do jack. Congress investigating is for their office, for when their election cycles. They could use it as clips in commercials. It doesn't mean anything. The government has been corrupted because politics is corrupted. If you want these bureaucracies to be cleaned up, you have to do it from the top down, not the other way around. And just ask how many good FBI agents have been trying to bust that short-in-the-pants Irish gangster Madigan and Ed Burke and the rest of the Chicago Democrat scum and some of the Republicans all have the same last names. Right, O'Malley? That, 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 that. Leprechauns. It's all like rubbing a Lucky Charms box. Jim and Joliet. Hey, how you doing? Good. I think you guys are, are missing the big picture yeah. on the House floor, man. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're voting for more than just a House speaker because what's going to happen is they're going to impeach Biden. and that's No one's going to do that, Jim. Kevin McCarthy sat there and rubbed Biden's feet. He sat there. Did he mention one time about his inability to perform the job? Jim, you're listening to the wrong show. Go listen to the other guys. Go listen to the guys that fluff you, that make you think the GOP is good for anything. Because Kevin McCarthy sat there for 30 freaking years making sure Frank Lutz's hair was straight and signing off this country into bankruptcy. Missing the big picture. You obviously don't know how the system works. Shut it down from where it lives. That's where the Leviathan is. Who's the creature with the, that has thrived in it, aside from Newt Gingrich? Mary Ellen. Hey, Sean. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, kid. About McCarthy. 
right. First of all, I don't know anything that I can think of of what he stands for. Yet He's I could identify others in Congress, okay? Perfect of what Republican. Yes, okay. Now, I was listening to something today, and I think, I, I can't be sure, but it may be Jennifer Horn, because she's from California. And somebody had seen or talked to McCarthy when he was early on in his career, wondering what he thought of E-Verify, okay? All right. Oh, trash it, he says. So, so much for the swamp creature. Now, how are we going to get rid of the swamp if he's leading it? Mary Ellen, this is the exact point. You're not. He's the pick of the, of the corporatist scum that own this country. I want to break that. This is what it looks like when you break it. And the opinion of anybody that would vote for a Democrat means guts on ghoul to me. Take your opinion and your failed schemes and sit in a corner with a dunce cap on. By the way, that, uh, that reminds me, Mary Ellen, thank you for the call. There was another uh, example of real, real Democrat leadership sworn in yesterday. Congratulations. How are you doing? Okay, you're going to stand there. We're going to reenact the swearing in. Okay, I stand here? Yeah. Got to reenact it because the big dummy wasn't in the right spot. And then, Senator, you're going to put your left hand on the Bible and raise your right hand. It's like preschool. It's like preschool. Stand over here. Put your hand up. This is a senator. And who's going who's gonna to say that he's unfit? to represent this country, his constituents, or at all be a senator. Of course, there are no standards for politics. Do you solemnly swear that you will support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, that you will bear true faith and allegiance to the same, that you take the obligation freely, without any mental reservation or purpose of evasion, and that you will well and faithfully discharge the duties of the office you are about to enter, so help you God. Break that vein! You're in! Senator Fetterman from the once great state of you need a you need a politician that's going to fight against what we have become a laughing stock. I've traveled over 140 countries around the world. As I was, I'll paraphrase the phrase in my own neighborhood. The rest of the countries, the world's not a patch on our genes. If we do what we want to do, we need to do. Huh? Patch on your. Now, th- is this the guy that's going to change us occupying how many countries? Seven. Foreign policy of corruption and fraud that he's been in for five decades? Who's going to stand up against that? Kevin McCarthy? I don't think so. He's been enjoying a deal on some real cheap rent from a corporatist scumbag. Mitchell, this plains. Hey, what's up there, Sean? First of all, i got to keep in mind with this delay and all the stalemate and, you know, with the Speaker of the House. It's Mercury retrograding Capricorn, Daddy-O. This thing's never going to be resolved. And by the way, the fact of the matter is, is that we have a feckless GOP. To your point, you don't have to be Kreskin to realize that there's people in our party that just suck. Okay, yeah. they basically benefited themselves. <laughs> Listen, they've lined their pockets in the most, what I call, peculiar way, off the backs of the taxpayers. So I don't want to hear about people crying in their suit because this idiot doesn't get votes. It's going to take a while. And by the way, nothing's going to happen until the 18th because that's when Mercury Retrograde comes out of its stationary position. Now, All right, that part I don't know, that- but I do love the movies, the space movies, where, where Cal Welch used to take her clothes off. I don't know which one that is, but I'm in on that. In the meantime, Mitchell, the greater issue, as far as I'm concerned, is it needs to stop right now. So those 20 congressmen 
that refuse to go along with the pay-to-play, with the corporatist pressure, and I don't care if it comes from Trump, which is another reason he shouldn't run. If he was half the rebel everybody claims he is, he'd be the first one saying, this is the last guy that should be Speaker of the House. I mean, you'll have to think a little bit rather than just hear talking points from people that hate you. These same people who are now saying vote for for, uh, uh, Kevin McCarthy are the ones who made fun of you because they said you'd follow Trump over a cliff. Do you not see that? So when Chuck Todd is upset at the Republican Party, right here, Chuck Todd, by the way, you look like a Q-tip with eyes. Scott Portage, Indiana. Yeah, Sean. Hey, uh, wasn't a rule put in place for this guy that... Like there was five uh, representatives voted him. They could throw him out if they didn't. If he didn't call the the party line, he wouldn't agree to that. He wouldn't. No, no. Not only I that, they, they, they want the system, Scott, where you have to buy the committee leadership or committee appointments. So you buy these. That's why these congressmen all they do all day is raise money because they have to right. buy committees to be a part on. That's how you got Maxine Waters and Esther. In charge of the finance committee. You think that dimwit ever balanced a checkbook? But she was no. able to raise money from all the right scum and buy herself that appointment. That system That's needs to change. Imagine if we had, you know, this country's full of experts. Imagine if we had good people who were in positions because of expertise. You wouldn't have this shenanigans. Thank you very much. Maxine Waters, where is she? And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. Where was Kevin McCarthy when this imbecile was saying that? Where was Kevin McCarthy when this imbecile had corrupted our banking system? And by the way, made a fortune. Her husband was among the first in the bailout in 09. Where was Kevin McCarthy? He wanted his peace. 312-642-5600. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. AM560. The answer. Here's a little interesting tidbit. The co-founder, co-chairman of FTX. Just as equal as Sam Bankman Freed. His name is Ryan David Salami. He gave GOP leader Kevin McCarthy's PAC $2.1 million in June and March of 2022. That's why they want this moron to be the speaker. He also gave Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell's PAC $2.6 million. So all the rules about giving Congress people money for you and me. The one that Dinesh D'Souza went to jail for. All those rules. They're negated by leadership packs that these political whores all have. That's how you bribe them in open daylight. That's why Kevin McCarthy won't go away. There's corporatism and corruption at stake. That's how big this is. So don't Bend knee the way Stuart Varney at Fox is begging Republicans to do. And I don't give a rip if Trump opens his mouth either. This is about the country. This is about principles. 
You want to continue down this pay-to-play scheme that would make a Chicago Democrat blush? Then support McCarthy and hoping. Just go ahead. How bad could it be? Well, I don't know. If you have any concept of how bad it is, maybe that'll tell you. Craig in Mount Greenwood. Oh, hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Anytime. We're really ahead of the game with this Gingrich. I'm going to tell you that right now. I thought that guy was a really good guy and everything like that. This thing, and you've been talking about how he's a nut job and he's basically a part of since the 90s. He never fooled me. Never. He was also a supporter of the, the Illinois uh, Speaker of the House, the, the one who liked to roll around with the kids on the wrestling mat, the sick scumbag that he was, Hassert. Well, this whole thing that's going on here, wow, did that bring him out, man, expose him for what he is with how he's with you, the comments he makes. Him, man, he is a real scumbag. And, hey, what the, what the uh, oh, the old, uh McCarthy say, they should tell you, say, hey, we got a list here for you. You sign this up to what you're going to do and what you ain't going to do. Otherwise, uh, just keep walking and everything like that. Now, I don't know if they can hold him to it or whatever, but you can't trust the word he says. So, so last, night on Hannity, last night on Hannity, Newt Gingrich called us stupid terrorists and hostage takers. If, if his lookalike twin, Hillary Clinton, said that, it would be all over the talking heads. They would be outraged. She, they called you deplorable. What this idiot just called me and you and everybody who believes in the principles of America is ten times worse than what his workout partner Hillary Clinton called us. And in the meantime, those same talking heads, the same ones, they're going to tell you how you have to step and fetch and sit in line like you were a Democrat and you pretended Paul Pelosi's hammers didn't stink? Not on my watch, kid. Thanks for the call. Scumbags. One and all. Dominic Glendale Heights. Yeah, you know, I believe in this new bill that was passed that all these people get 212000 a year now. They gave themselves almost $38,000 raise in a year. You know what else they it's did? Ridiculous. They took what the emergency EBT money to their real base mm. of, of, of idiots, the emergency EBT for COVID, and they made it year-round. So now every year they will get the same money for their kids when they're out of school, the $40 a day, whatever. It's all in there. And they did that on December 23rd. So what that old Congress did, led by let them hang Nancy Pelosi, what that Congress did was neuter this Congress. The only fight they have, if you want to change things, is this one right here. It's the only one. All the other promises of what they're going to do, they're lies. And that's what Kevin McCarthy is, a liar. That's exactly right. 20 guys are for us. Those 20 guys are heroes. Heroes. Yes. Th- thank you very yes. much, Dominic. Appreciate the call very much. Larry, Oak Forest. Hey, Sean. I was just calling. You know, I always liked Jim Jordan, but I, I understand he refused. He didn't want to be uh, the speaker. Uh, do you know why? Or uh, he, he From did, what he I heard, everybody would support him. Yeah, he should. He should. And I don't really care if he wants to or not. You're, you wanted to be a congressman. Congratulations, you're one. And the people of the country like you so much. They're telling their new representatives to vote for you. I also believe Byron Donalds would be. That's the kind of person we need because he's embarrassed by it. He doesn't want it because he knows what comes with it. Open and notorious bribery and schemes. And all of these idiots, like the one who co-founded FTX, who bribed Mitch McConnell and bribed Kevin McCarthy, they want their money's worth. And you're going to have to deal with all of the system of corruption. You know, it's going to take big testicle fortitude to break this apart. It's going to be ugly. 
And this is what it's going to have to take. Somebody who doesn't want it, but knows right from wrong and is uncorruptible. I'm not saying Jim Jordan is that. I'm hoping he is. He appears to be. I know he's a thousand times better than this Wayne Newton-looking freak, Kevin McCarthy, (laughs) who has managed to rise to the top with all the same scumbags. I will never forget the trio of Paul Ryan, Eric Cantor, and this moron who was renting a room from Frank Lutz. Does anybody believe that that's on the up and up? Anybody. Frank Lutz is another pollster lobbyist scumbag. It's outrageous. And if this country stands a chance, it'll be determined in this vote. And if he gets in, well then, brother, you remember every host, every network that told you to vote for him and never, ever support them either. Thank you very much, Larry. That's bold. It's bold. Bold. But it's the truth. Does the truth matter? Does it matter anymore? I think it does. And if you're going to break the, the big lie that is American politics, you're going to have to speak the truth. So let's go to somebody that everybody loves. He was the star of Star Wars. I think he's an idiot. I never got into Star Wars. His name is Mark Hamill. And this is the kind of moron that passes as a Democrat-leaning, free-thinking, radical left. The way the Ukrainian people have come together in, in, these, in these terrible times. I mean, like you say, we've never seen a sovereign nation invaded uh, by a hostile foreign nation. We've never seen a foreign sovereign nation invaded by a hostile foreign nation. So let's say that this imbecile hasn't picked up a paper since he was Luke Skywalker. And he has no idea about the Middle East. Does he know about Vietnam? Oh, that was us. Does he know about Syria? That was us, too. Does he know about Somalia? How about Iraq? How about Afghanistan? Does he know about American foreign policy? Stupid. So much for the force being with you, huh, dummy? In the meantime, this is what we're up against. So the opinion of these imbecile Democrats means guts on ghoul. It's time we straighten our own house. Clean your own house. Let the neighbors live in squalor. 312. 642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. There he is. Wayne Newton is twice the man Kevin McCarthy is. He can sing, notice, though. He was built like Newt Gingrich, too. Did you ever see him when he was young? Oh, he was stout. Husky, I believe it's called. In the meantime, I, that really upset me with Newt Gingrich last night. You know, here's a guy, $39 million. I understand he had a few books. It's true. But when I make money, I pay like 40% in just federal taxes. That means what would Newt have to make? Whew. Have to make like seventy some million dollars to be worth thirty. How did that? How did that happen? All right, I alluded to a uh, story about what I'm sure is a Democrat chewing off the face of an old man, and another reason why you shouldn't take public transportation. Brutal attack on a max line that sent an, uh, sent an elderly man to the hospital and another man to jail. And before we go any further, a warning, the details of this attack are gruesome and disturbing. Police say it happened overnight at the Cleveland Avenue Max Station in Gresham. And that's where we find Fox 12's Adrian Thomas with the latest on this investigation. Adrian. 
Yeah, Pete, like you said, those details are just very hard to listen to. Police say the suspect, 25-year-old Corin Kramer, attacked a 78-year-old man on this platform and chewed off the victim's ear and part of his face. That's not good. That's a, that's why you don't take public transportation. You're better off walking. No Democrat heron addict on meth, whatever the hell he's on, is going to chew off your face. Police are still investigating if drugs played a role in the attack, but... Let's hope so. I hate to think these walking around willing to chew your face off. Frequent, frequent writers who use this platform say something needs to change. Well, it's a common theme in a Democrat sewer neighborhood, isn't it? Sure seems like it. Tomas, the svelte, the in shape. He looks like a young Mark Spitz. He's Tom from Blue Island. <laughs> Sean, I'm good. How are you? Uh, dittos. Uh, I, I read an article today. Uh, they found 140,000 votes in Wisconsin that have no address, mail-in votes that have no address <laughs> connected to them. That's uh, all right. If, they're, they're not for Biden. They throw them out anyway. Yep. Had Wisconsin not, I'm, I'm not going to get sidetracked on you here, had Wisconsin not tightened up their uh, mail-in voting things, they would have stole it from Ron Johnson, too. And But this is the point I wanted to make to you. I'm, I'm as big a Trump supporter as there is. I believe the election, I'm confident the election was stolen from him. That's why I use that example. And as far as this is concerned, he needs to shut his fat trap because Kevin McCarthy would shank him in the back yeah. to have him never be able to run again in a heartbeat. He needs, he's a dumbass sometimes, and he needs to shut up. It's astonishing that he would not recognize this. This is a big problem. Big, big problem with the big guy. Anthony and Joliet. Hi, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. I just want to uh, reiterate to the listeners of your show, uh, don't fall for the go-along, the get-along scam. Uh, The 20 GOP members that are pushing uh, against McCarthy are doing exactly what they should be doing and what the rest of those GOP congressmen should be doing. And uh, uh, on a side note, you crack me up when you uh, claim uh, Gatsang Ghoul all the time. You know, I'm going to have to pull my Fox audition tape. It was going to be me, you, the news, and Gatsang Ghoul, but I don't think I'm going to get it now that I've been you know, bashing uh, Fox All right, News and Paul you. Ryan. Thank you very much, Anthony. Yeah, we might as well just cancel that audition tape. Not going to happen, but in the meantime, it doesn't matter because all of my life I've been paying attention to these lying professional whores who have been telling us how they're going to change things, and nothing changes except the numbers. And the taxes, they get bigger on me and you. Joe Biden has added $11,800 per worker to the debt. Per worker. And nobody talks about it. And Kevin McCarthy sat there with his hands in his pants like Hassert. I don't think so. That's not good enough for me. And if you're going to change it, it's going to have to be ugly. Otherwise, we just move over and we hope to sell drugs to those Russian Arms dealers. Yes, this is another policy, another foreign policy. Kevin McCarthy's big on. We can't give these Ukrainians 110 billion. Not enough money. Doesn't matter. I don't care who wins the oligarch war. What do you think of that? I don't like the idea that we're killing them with our weapons, and that's not talked about. Maybe Mark Hamill should talk about that. Russians killed with our weapons. Oh, that's a good thing. See, they don't stand for anything. They bow for everything.
Not me. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. It's an interesting time in America. The government is telling you what it needs to do to save the economy is massively drive up your credit card bills, the interest you pay on loans, short-term and long-term. And in essence, throw 50%, if not more, of the country into bankruptcy to slow down demand. Well, how in the hell are you supposed to live on a retirement pension or even retire when the government is assuring you difficult times ahead? When inflation is outperforming the stock market, what do you do? Well, I call an expert. My next guest is that expert. He served on the Board of Trustees for the Fairfax County Retirement System since 1992, chairman since 95. He's the author of Where's My Money? Secrets to Getting the Most Out of Your Retirement or Your Social Security and the New Rules of Retirement, as well as the co-host for Personal Finance After 50 for Dummies, which might be my favorite book title I've read in the last month. And he wrote, Invest Like a Fox, Not a Hedgehog. His name is Bob Carlson. Bob, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. But, uh, you know, it's expensive to be rich, and I hate to be that 90-year-old guy at Walmart saying, how are you? So how do we help my people retire? Well, you need to understand that uh, the things that worked in the recent past aren't going to work anymore. You can't count on the Federal Reserve to be pushing up stock prices the way it has been. Uh, because it did that so long that uh, inflation's come back. So uh, it's going to be working on getting inflation down, raising interest rates, uh, trying to increase unemployment, things like that. So you need to focus, first of all, you need to expect lower investment returns in the future than we've had in the, re- in the recent past. So you want to go with a more diversified portfolio, something that's not as dependent on stocks and stock returns, And more importantly, in your retirement planning, you want to focus on things other than investments. Uh, You want to look at how can you convert your nest egg into a retirement paycheck, into a steady stream of income. Uh, You want to get the right Medicare plan for you so you don't have large, unexpected, out-of-pocket expenses. Uh, You want to make the right choices about Social Security. And you want to pay more attention to tax planning. Retirees are subject to these tax torpedoes I call the stealth taxes yes. that are not they're not straightforward increases in your tax rate. Instead, they're little changes in how you compute income uh, that increase your taxes. And they, they're either targeted at retirees or they just happen to affect retirees more than they affect other people. Like, for example, the taxes on Social Security benefits. They used to be tax-free. Now up to 85% of them can be included in gross income. Also, the, the Medicare premium surtax that can increase your Medicare Part B premium significantly uh, if your income is too high. 
So you need to focus on these and other things rather than just counting on the investment markets to bail you out. Now, Bob, let's get a little theoretical, if you don't mind. I like to do this from time to time. Social Security, if the government wasn't the enforcer, the operators of it would be put in prison. Is that fair to say? Uh, well, you it's know, they're pretty straightforward. Of, it's a Ponzi <laughs> scheme of taxation. And then once you buy into this fraud Ponzi scheme, they refuse mm-hmm. to allow you to make more money before they take it all away from you. Isn't that pretty much how this system is built? Right. You're required to put into the system. And, uh, you know, these trustees of it have been saying for some time, if Congress doesn't make changes, it's going to run out of money. Uh, current forecast is by the year 2034. Uh, but Congress hasn't done anything. So we're kind of uh, in this system we're required to be in. Uh, and Congress knows it has problems, but it's refusing to do anything about it. So we need to plan our retirements, uh, assuming there are going to be big changes in Social Security somewhere down the road. Yeah, I'm not planning on retiring. I'm going to uh, be shot in a traffic altercation. But uh, for those people that are, I think it's important to get the right information. The other thing I'd like to discuss with you is something that I know you're an expert in. In Illinois, there was a Republican governor who signed into effect something called COLA, Cost of Living Increases for uh, Municipal Pension Workers. I'd like them to stop calling the agreement for municipal workers a pension because it's not based on anything even remotely of a return on investment. The government in this country has picked its favorite citizens, and it's the ones that work for it, and they give them a system that would be the equivalent of me having 400000 in a high-performing 401K. But the reality is that system is now choking out the free economy. I do not see a fundamental reason why the market, as they call it, or anything in this country is thriving the way it should be. Should we go to cash now, or should we just all put out applications for our local municipalities? Uh, well, I can tell you in my uh, my newsletter, Retirement Watch, lately, uh, for about the past year, I've been telling people to uh, shift to more conservative investments and even put money in some mutual funds that uh, sell short the stock market at times. Uh, you know, if you're going to... Uh, try to rely on the stock market uh, in 2022, and I also think for at least the first part of 2023, uh, you're going to have some some issues. So, uh, yeah, I recommend people kind of throw out the old playbook and start looking at a new playbook that's based on significant changes uh, in the economy and the markets and other aspects of your retirement finances. One of the other problems is the old times, the old ideas of owning your house um, as you get older and go on retirement, I think that's the exact wrong policy depending on where you live. So I'm from Chicago, Illinois. Chicago, Illinois, along with other very heavily corrupted areas, detached from the ad valorem tax system. So when you own real estate in these, in these poorly run, mafia-run states, your taxes that you pay are not based on the value of your house anymore. They're based on the corruption of the government and the expenses, so they uncouple from the ad valorem system. So older people on fixed incomes, if you, are, if you have real estate in these areas that jack up the property taxes massively, you should be liquidating that and either going to another state or become a renter so your cost is fixed. 
I see it that way. I'm wondering, do you see it the same way? Well, for a long time, people were told, you know, your home is your best investment. Uh, you should buy the biggest home you can afford, uh, and, and you should just rely on that as, as being a significant part of your wealth. That's worked out for some people, has not worked out for other people, so it's, you know, it's really a local issue. There's some areas where uh, owning a home is still a good deal. There's other areas uh, where it's not, and it's not going to be any more going forward. And also, people, uh, they need to focus on their full tax picture in retirement. They're told during their careers, you're going to pay lower taxes in retirement. But it's not true for most people, and it's certainly not true for state and local taxes because uh, they can't really run deficits the way the federal government does. So they have to uh, increase taxes really each year to pay for these expenses they have. And that's something people need to understand going forward is that their state and local tax burden is going to increase steadily in retirement uh, in many cases. You know, Bob, I'm interested in what you think. Um, I saw something as I was young and started to make money. The definition of greed in this country has vastly changed. The idea that the definition of greed is somebody who wants to keep and possess the money he's earned versus somebody who wants to take it away so they can sustain their life on money they never made. I think that is an indicator that you have to start to think in a defensive posture about your money. And what's the best way for people to hold assets in a government that assures more and more aggressive taxation in the future? Is it to put all of your assets into some form of a trust? What is the best way to hold your assets when the government says, okay, we are bankrupt and we're going to come after your money? How can the people protect themselves? Well, you know what I've found is that this changes over time because once people figure something out, the government changes the tax code. So the one thing I've emphasized in the 30-plus years I've been doing retirement watch is that retirement has changed. It's going to change again. And once you set up a plan, you can't consider it locked in. You have to realize things are going to change. You're going to have to keep up with those changes and modify your plan as needed. So I wouldn't say there's one thing people can do. It's going to depend on how they get their income and assets, and it's also going to change in the future as government figures out what people are doing to reduce their taxes and then tries to modify the rules to, to take advantage of that. So you have to be nimble, you have to be aware of what's going on, and you have to be ready to change. Is it a coincidence that the Communist Manifesto has the number two plank of uh, taxation that's based on a progressive system, and um, that when America adopted that, it disincentivized people from really earning their money or assures they can't keep the bulk of it? Isn't that the real problem, and you could kind of fix it if we went to a flat tax system? Uh, a flat tax, a simple tax, really anything simpler than what we have now uh, would really help people. I see retirees consistently paying higher taxes than they should have uh, simply because it's so complicated because they put in these stealth taxes and other traps in there. So anything that can simplify the tax code is going to be good for everyday people and especially for retirees. The website is retirementwatch.com. Bob Carlson is the editor and monthly newsletter, Retirement Watch. 
I really appreciate you making time for me and telling the people how to protect themselves. Uh, it's, a, it's an invaluable service, and thank you for doing it. Well, thank you for having me on. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM 560, The Answer. AM 560, The Answer. Joe Biden's economy has added $3.6 trillion, closer to $3.7 trillion, over just two years. That's an increase for every employed American. Every one of us, all 158,470,000 of $23,170.89. I know it's numbers, but I want it to change. It's not going to change if we are unwilling to have that conversation. To me, it is the only conversation worth having because I, I understand the ideology of, ah, who cares? John Maynard Keynes will be dead anyway. But this is the excuse of the government supremacist, and they're on both sides, to forever strip your children and your great-great-great-great-grandchildren from the money they earn. If you're honest and you're a worker, you're paying at least, at least 50%. If you add in sales taxes and all the rest of it, what is the dollar amount? How do you figure out how much of your income is for you? And the reality is, what, 60 days of the year? Is what you get to walk around with? That's not good enough for that's not good enough for me. That's not good enough for the principles of property rights. This is what we're up against. And I remember when this had we had this conversation when I was much younger, my hair was thicker. I remember arguably somebody who was more articulate than Ronald Reagan, although he's tough to be. But they were one and two. Over her 11 years, the gap between the richest 10% and the poorest 10% in this country has widened substantially. Surely she accepts that is not a record that she or any Prime Minister can be proud of. Mr. Speaker, all levels of income are better off than they were in 1979. But what the Honourable Member is saying is that he were rather the poor were poorer, provided the rich were less rich. That way you will never create the wealth for better social services as we have. And what a policy. Yes, he would rather have the poor poorer, provided the rich were less rich. That is the policy of all government supremacists, of all Marxists, of all socialists, of all fascists, of all communists. That is the policy of our government today. That is the policy that will continue if McCarthy is the speaker. That policy will only change if people start to fight for the property rights the country was built on. It's an argument worth having. It's one that we're not having. But it's one that uh, I think the future politicians are willing to have. This bizarre but prevalent ideology that permeates these policy measures purports to act in the name of justice for the marginalized, but it frowns upon American institutions. It rejects merit and achievement, and it advocates identity essentialism. We reject this woke ideology. We seek normalcy, not philosophical lunacy. We will not allow reality, facts, and truth to become optional. We will never surrender to the woke mob. Florida is where woke goes to die. 
Also, if you uh, are, are on welfare in Florida, you do not make $122,000 a year as you do in New Jersey. You do not make $87,000 as you do in Illinois. Pick a Democrat sewer. They all have one thing in common. They have a very strong, very well-paid welfare system. This is the argument that we're having because they have managed to lure people into willful servitude. They've managed to make being a slave to corruption comfortable. The problem with that is it has a numerous variety of downsides. And this is just some of them. Good afternoon. The latest shooting happened this morning. We are told by Chicago police a 17-year-old was shot four times. That teenager is in stable condition at this hour. The five other teens are listed anywhere from fair to serious condition. Now, the shooting that happened this morning happened in the 1600 block of Juneway Terrace near Polina. The 17-year-old was found with two gunshots in both legs. He's at St. Francis. The kids who shot him are all the same age. Do you know why, by the way, they shoot them in the leg, Squirrel? Because they want them to live where they can't walk. They want them, they have nothing but medical problems. Who pays for all of that? Not to mention, these are the kids that you're paying $28,000 a year to pretend they're in school. You want to change Chicago overnight? Simple. You get caught with a felony. You do not qualify for social benefits, ever. It'll be like Disneyland in that ghetto. That's how you change things. Greg in LaGrange. Hey, how you doing, Sean? Good, how are you? Uh, fine, but frustrated. Um, I'll tell you what, I mean, I, I get the McCarthy thing, and I think it's a cluster from the get-go that this guy never had the votes, and he and he basically edged his way in and moved his furniture in. It's ridiculous. But the longer, time, the longer we wait, the longer that there's a problem, we lose time. And I'm, not, I'm tired of giving away my time. Greg, you, you've they listened to, to me since the beginning. What do I always say? The enemy of all men is time. But to, to, exactly to work, right. to, to look busy and produce nothing is a fraud. That's, that's, you know, that, that's what union guys do when the boss is around, then they go back in the truck. The most of them. That's Not bureaucracy. Around. That's bureaucracy. But we need to get this thing settled now. Somebody has to find the Luca Brasi and make a deal that somebody can't refuse nah, and go in there and get it done and get it done. Sean, Did you know that Kevin McCarthy received $2.1 million to his leadership pack by, from Ryan David Salami, Salami, who gives a rip, the co-founder of FTX? This is not yeah, I, to, no. to move fast and put this guy in the most powerful position of any congressman is the exact wrong thing. I don't, I don't want him. I don't want him in, Sean. I'm cl- clear. I'm. I don't want him in. You know who I would like to see? One of my friends brought it up. He's got more guts than anybody. Carrie Lake, put her in. Love it. You don't have to be. But here's the here's the other thing. You know, to remember, to pretend we're winning as we lose in slow motion is exactly the game they want you to play. This is a duopoly yeah. of corruption. It's why you move from ghetto sewer states where the Republicans are in the same money laundering schemes as the Democrats like Illinois, like New York, New Jersey, and the rest of it. This is, this is winning. This is winning. I'd hate to see what losing is then if this is winning. This is oh, ridiculous. we're winning right now because they can't do jack. And every day they can't do something, we're richer because all they do is bankrupt us. Kevin McCarthy has been doing this for 16 years. Look, what has happened to the debt, the quality of life, the taxation, inflation? What has happened? Well, he's been a congressman, and he has the gall to pretend he's qualified. He's not qualified. He was elected by scumbags in California. He doesn't represent me 
or you or the principles of Americanism. He sat there for 16 years. Well, our country became Chicago, Illinois. Well, the greatest political corrupt whore in our political history is the president. And what did he say when he stole the election? Nothing. No. To to pretend you're winning with him in there is the wrong move. I'd rather have it shut down. Shut it down for half a year. Maybe we can work off the debt. Sean, the only thing I have to say is that if we lose a half a year, we lose half of what Larry Klayman says we should be doing right now. And I'm, I'm a big proponent of what Larry Klayman wants to do. We Larry Klayman wants, to, wants to impeach and arrest Joe Biden and their top echelon. You, want to, you, I, I, you know what? I'll reach out to him. I'll reach out to him. I'll see if he thinks we should go ahead with Kevin McCarthy. I'm interested. I don't want to go ahead Kevin. Uh, Sean, I don't want to go ahead with Kevin McCarthy, but they better make a deal quick. Yeah, the deal is Kevin McCarthy resigns. The deal is nothing. And as for the licensed senator, you pay for it. It's time to do to Michael Corleone. Thanks for the call, brother. 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Nice pick, world. Not as fun as my Ukrainian lobbyist money, but it's nice. We've got, you know what, Squirrel? Open up uh, three lines, 312-642-5600. I want to ask you, there's 20 holdouts. 20 holdouts with Lauren uh, Bobert, you know, you know Matt Gates. But what about Arizona? See, Arizona got robbed. Robbed. But there's a couple of really good congressmen still. Andy Biggs and Paul Gosar. Do you think that Kevin McCarthy, who's been bribed, leadership pack, $2.1 million from the co-founder of FTX, among other scandalous contributions... Do you think he's vindictive? What do you think? You saw Mitch McConnell take this country regardless of president and keep it on the track of corruption that was for a brief time called the swamp, as all it did was get deeper. Do you think Kevin McCarthy is not going to be vindictive? Oh, I do. Kevin McCarthy has sat there for years before Trump with all of the policies to enrich communist China, all of the policies to enrich Ukraine, he sat there and did nothing. Nothing. So now I have the dimwit in diapers who can't remember much but remembers who's important. Are you worried about how China's handling COVID right now? Well, yes, I am. But I think we just have to make the, the protocol we set out. That if you're flying from China, you got to be tested and so on. Uh, China, China's not been... I know they're very sensitive about suggest when we suggest they haven't been that forthcoming. <laughs> so what? They're communist Chinese. You haven't been that forthcoming. I want to know about Pfizer's Wuhan lab from 2009. I want to know everything about the virus that shut down the world. I want to know everything. Kevin McCarthy didn't want to know Jack. He just stepped and fetched to the government supremacists, because he is one. That's what I think is important. I think it's important that we establish, I don't give a rip what China thinks about anything. I want answers, and I want them yesterday. Is Kevin McCarthy going to deliver that for me? No. But any one of the people who are standing up against him would. 
Any one of them would be more towards the answers I want, more towards the country and the principles I want. I'm confused by this just hurry up and get it done. I'm not insulting any of the callers. I'm just saying I'm confused by that. I mean, what's the point of it? To just do the, oh, what are you going to do and pretend the Tea Party turncoats and traitors like Adam Kinzinger or Joe Walsh or Kevin McCarthy, Paul Ryan, and the rest of them, Cantor, that they're acceptable and we should just go along? I'm not, no. And I don't care who says it. You heard about the 51 million? Anybody? Did anybody? Right? 51? Raised 51 million dollars, right? 51 million. Even Newt couldn't believe that. Right, Newt? 51 million dollars raised. Okay, so here's what's going to happen. And I just started really in the middle of, listen to these, it sounds like a football game. Newt, Newt, Newt. I don't know, Newt, are they booing or are they saying Newt? It's one of those names, right? No, they love Newt. They do love Newt. We all love Newt. Newt gets it. I'll tell you one thing, folks. I'm not saying it's Newt. But if it's Newt, nobody's going to be beating him in those debates. That's for sure. I'll beat Newt in any debate he wants to enter. Any debate he wants to have. Newt Gingrich is an establishment fraud who pretends to stand for something. But does he really? As he implores you to support somebody who is the problem, not the solution, somebody who's been a sitting congressman for 16 years, those same 16 years when all of the scandals went on with Joe Biden, not just the money he used as his own personal money while he was vice president. Convincing us that we should be providing for loan guarantees. And I went over, I guess, the 12th, 13th time to Kiev, and, uh, and I was going, supposed to announce that there was another billion-dollar loan guarantee. And I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from... Uh, yeah, Yatsenyuk and the rest of it. Where was Kevin McCarthy? See, this is before Trump ran. Where was he? He was sitting on his ass. Good for nothing. That's not good enough for me. Where was he putting up all of the questions of everything we now know? Now the Sox business exclusive. Hunter Biden and a former Biden aide invested in two Chinese companies with ties to the top levels of the Chinese Communist Party. So was Kevin McCarthy outraged by that? Or did he just want a piece of that action? I say it's B. 312-642-5600. I'll take your calls when I get back. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show. On AM560, The Answer. AM 560. The answer. I have to tell you, in the studio, I, 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 I'm shocked. We finally have an alignment between CNN, MSNBC, and Fox News. They're perfectly aligned. They all want the same thing. I'm not going anywhere. I will always fight to put the American people first, not a few individuals that want something for themselves. When have you fought? To put the American people for first. He was elected in 06. In 2010, he was re-elected because he assured us he would rip out the yoke of communism in Obamacare. What did he do? Gatsangul. Gatsangul. That's his real tagline. Lloyd, Gary, Indiana. Hey, Sean, how you doing tonight? Good, brother. How are you? All right. 
Hey, you know, uh, what's scary about all of this, you got the Democrats and a lot of the rhinos all going, hey, just, you know, go along to get along. Just go ahead and vote for the guy. Why don't they turn around the other way? Remember when Mitt Romney was running? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, what my thing was, though, why don't they turn around and go along with the true conservatives that are going, hey, we don't like this guy. Oh, go along to get along. Why don't they go along to get along the other way? You know, what's interesting. That's kind of funny. We've allowed all of these frauds to call themselves conservatives because they pretend to share our values of integrity and honesty and America. That's right. I don't even know what a, the word conservative. I never liked it. I remember Milton Friedman railing against it in the 70s. My definition of it was you go along with what the Constitution says. No, that's a constitutionalist. I think maybe we well, need to take back these words. I'm a liberal constitutionalist. I know that probably doesn't sell well with people, but only the people that don't know what the definition means and only people that don't know what the country is supposed to mean. Because if you're a liberal constitutionalist, you're against everything that this government is doing, literally everything. And we are living in a time where the government assures you persecution if you support those ideologies, where they're going to unleash their bureaucracies, all in which are stoked with their sycophants, their loyalists, all while the so-called Tea Party was fighting the government for me. Kevin McCarthy just said he's been fighting for me for 16 years. Is this what it looks like when he fights? This is why he shouldn't go anywhere near anything. I don't even want him on a committee. I want Kevin McCarthy to go away. Am I uh, being too stern, or should I buy the tagline of compromising my beliefs the way I compromise with the people I love? See, I don't. Well, that's, that's what the problem with compromising with wrong answers. You're just more wrong. Thank you for yeah, the call, right. brother. Appreciate. All the right, call. later, man. Thank you. See, this is what this is what's important to do. The taglines from the Republican Party and the GOP. That's easy. That's low hanging fruit. That's not what I want to do. Because I don't want it to be the year 2033 and the debt 90 trillion in the same government supremacy. Because we're getting smaller and smaller. The fight for liberty, for justice, for freedom is getting smaller and smaller. We're a third of what we were when we elected guys like Kevin McCarthy. You can't afford to continue to elect them. You can't afford it. Because this kind of excuses, this kind of open ridiculousness, from an idiot who should have been removed the day he usurped the most powerful office? Every Republican who believes in the principles of America should have been impeaching Joe Biden. What did Kevin McCarthy, did he utter the word impeachment? Vice President Biden in the key primary state of New Hampshire today. Much of the country's future will depend on the policies we choose in the next two, four, six years. After recent travels to the early contest states of Iowa and South Carolina. But Biden's latest gaffes are stealing the spotlight away from speculation about his presidential aspirations. For their trust. Like his strange hold on Defense Secretary Ash Carter's wife, Stephanie. And this claim about Somali immigrants in his hometown of Wilmington, Delaware. There is every non-mafia member, non-Democrat, should be calling for the removal of the most corrupt political whore to ever hold any office, let alone the White House. And they say nothing. Come on, Pete, two times. Kevin Austin, Texas. Yeah, Sean, the reason this is happening is because Matt Gates has been cultivating uh, new people to get involved in the Republican Party, and that people that groundswell of new blood in the Republican Party is giving these 
other, what is it, 20 now up to, I think I saw, whatever the vote is, a backbone to go ahead and get rid of McCarthy. You know what's funny about that? Do you remember when they said that Matt Gates was 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 uh, molesting and importing underage girls, and that they were a threat? Do you remember that? Nothing came of it. Did one media outlet retract that? Did one? No, it was a threat. That's why they went after him, and that's why they go after anybody in Illinois who tries to get involved. They're not supporting the grassroots right now in Illinois. Why the hell is Don Tracy still in power? Don Tracy, Don Tracy, he's a Democrat. Oh no, he says he's a Republican, but what really is he? Exactly. What is he? So yeah. to get rid to get rid of Don Tracy, people who listen to you and agree with you have got to get involved, just like Matt Gates has gotten people involved. Yes, but you know, and, and I, you, you know, you and I disagree a little bit on this because you have the ability to leave. Do. Where do you leave if Kevin McCarthy's the Speaker of Congress? There's, There's nowhere no to go but here. It's, but we can continue to keep. I hope Matt Gates keeps the pressure on. And they're going to they're gonna eventually fold, I hope. You know what? That's a good idea. Call his office and support him. Because this guy's been maligned, attacked by the mafia since he stood up who? for principles. I love it. Thank you, Kevin, in Austin, Texas. Chuck and Dullivan, I ran out of time. I'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now... With personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. The altruistic utopia never seems to get delivered. Policies of Dem- Democrats are easy to see. Just take a ride past the ghettos they create. When I saw this story, I thought of my next guest. Fencing has been erected around the emergency department of Franciscan Health Hammond. And officials say the ER will close permanently at 12 noon tomorrow, leaving northwest Indiana's largest city without a hospital. In Chicago, hospitals in poor areas, the workers are on strike. They will shut down as well. That is what Obamacare produced, aside from quadrupling the premium costs, as Paul or Jonathan Gruber promised us would happen. In the meantime, my next guest has been putting a fight up against this since the beginning. His name is Paul Siegert. He's the managing partner at PCS Advisors, health benefit consulting firm with 35 partner offices across the nation. Paul, how are you? I'm great. How are you today? Very good. This is the, uh, this is the utopia that they were, we were promised. <laughs> it doesn't look so good, Paul. No. Well, no, they're taking us uh, in, a, in a direction that's not great. And in this, in this example, to me, it's easy to look at an article like this and say, look at these dirty nonprofits, these Catholic health systems or whoever. They're supposed to be getting all these tax breaks to help the poor. And how, how greedy of them to close these facilities in these poor areas, da 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 well, I spend all day working on the payment side of, of this business. And so then I know these facilities, it's the same reason we're, we're losing hospitals in rural areas consistently. These hospitals cannot survive on the reimbursements they get from Medicare, Medicaid, or Obamacare exchange plans. They lose money on those customers. And then they're getting tax breaks because they lose money on the uninsured and the poor in those areas. But... The tax breaks aren't enough to offset the the losses, or they'd stay. 
And from the government side of this equation, they can't keep up either. They, every spending bill is about more money down the black hole of socialized medicine. Every single omnibus, every time they, they cut a check, you can't fill the void. So my question to you is, do you still have faith that the American people, I mean, we know that the majority do not want this. Right. Are they going to demand that this stop or... Are we just going to pretend it's not bankrupting us? I'm, I'm curious to know, because you're on the bill pay side. Right. It's been right. going on for yeah, 15, right. 13, 14 years, man. It's crazy. Oh, it's, yeah, and it's only made it worse, clearly. Our, our quick Obamacare report card deductibles are up 87%. Premiums more than that for lots of people. Uh, and the one we don't talk enough about, we put 100 million Americans in medical debt. There's only 30 million uninsured so at any given time. Uh, less right now because of all the extra subsidies out there. So most of them have insurance. And yet I still do have optimism. As long as employers are in the game of providing health care, they can't just print more money to pay for something that's overpriced. They have to make the dollars last. They, they only have what they have. And more and more employers are figuring out, hey, I can do something about this, and they are. Uh, but on the that, And that's the bright spot is that if you have mid-market employers and larger employers, they have enough weight to do something about it. The, the negative that I see or the scary part of this, to me, is the fact that you have a system that's it's pricing out small employers. Yes. Which employ a ton of Americans. Yes. So we've crossed a critical number to me. 20 years ago, two out of three of us got our health coverage at work, which is why these nonprofit hospitals could survive the fact that the government didn't pay them enough to provide care to their customers. Because two out of three people that showed up got their coverage at work, and they would get more money from them, and it would cover the losses. Today, we're at 49%. That's happened during the pandemic. Less than half of us. This is, to me, wow. we should be talking about this every day, loudly, and I don't know anybody who's talking about it. So it used to be 70% of us? Me. Yeah, yeah. Seventy percent of Americans got their insurance from their employer. Now it's forty-nine. And I know some people are listening, saying, "Well, good employers shouldn't have to do this." Well, I understand that that's an interesting conversation to have, and and there's a whole history to it, and fringe benefits, and World War II, and all kind of stuff that got employers into this. But I think we're going to be glad they're involved. And it's scary to me that less and less of them are staying involved or can afford to stay involved because when an employer go, plan person shows up at a hospital and they pay 350% for the same service that a Medicaid patient gets. That's what keeps that hospital open. That's, that's what funds the quality of health care that we all enjoy in this country. That's why 60,000 Canadians fly down here who can afford it to get their knee replacement here or whatever else and because of the quality of what we have. That's the side that doesn't get enough attention in my book. And I'll tell you what I mean by that. Very little. Yeah. I want my doctor to be filthy, fracking rich. Filthy rich. Mm-hmm. I want him to have a jet, girlfriends on both coasts. I don't care. I want him to be the best. But yet, what do you call a D student who passes the medical board exam? Doctor. And that's what this kind of system really produces. A bunch of step-and-fetch morons that have no idea what they're doing in an arena that you could argue, well, hey, Galileo made it to 84. Have they really made that much progress anyway? 
Yeah, yeah, it's true. Well, you can only ration something two ways, price or line. So, yeah, and I vote for price, and I just think we should have some more common sense rules in place. I'm a free market person, but we actually haven't had a free market yet. No. In real terms in healthcare. The insurance payment model is hidden so much from the consumer. They're out there consuming in terms of co-pays and deductibles that have no relation to real cost. I can prove to you in two or three sentences, free market forces work in healthcare, just like they do in so many other things. Look at LASIK. I guess it was one sentence. Yeah. <laughs> You've got something that right. the quality has gone up and the cost has gone down over time because it's a cash procedure. So they have no choice but to compete in the marketplace. Look at cosmetic procedures. So many things like this. That's what we need for healthcare. We need to actually take it seriously and create transparency or require transparency. And all the attempts to date have just been half-hearted is the nicest way I can say it. Sounds great, but they don't enforce it. Or, or it's just, you know, a joke, really. And, you know, Paul, it's interesting because uh, Donald Trump made some really impressive executive orders really impressive from mm -hmm. hospitals mm -hmm. listing the cost of things to big pharma having to list the cost of things mm -hmm. and alter you know mm -hmm. he did some great things but the reality is that was all undone because it was done That's, by a president yes, day one not, day one right it was done by a president not these same con congressional whores who are going to seize control yep. of a new of a new a uh, congress so exactly. this could have been fixed if the people we sent in the original pushback against Obamacare did what they were supposed to do, is that fair to say? Right. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. They didn't, But they didn't present alternatives. They just said, let's just shoot this thing down. Well, tell us what you're going to replace it with. And there were parts that people liked. People liked the fact that there were no pre-existing conditions and clauses. And so. There's two or three things that people liked. Fine, keep them. But propose some common sense good changes and now we're so far into it i don't think we're ever going to get rid of it but we have to make changes and then you have the corrupt elephant in the room big pharma who owns without a doubt every politician every media outlet yes. and every yes. policy so you've got what yes. four of them five of them that control everything you've got a country that takes 85 yes. percent of all Antidepressant medication in the world. Right, that's the part that the yeah we provide eighty percent of global profits for big pharma or on the backs of the American consumer. It's not that all the drugs are getting sold here universally that, to that degree, but we, <laughs> we 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 don't put the free market forces in place for this fifth of our economy. It's crazy. And then you've got self-induced issues where the largest illness among people on welfare is obesity and obesity-related right. illnesses. Right. I mean, are you yeah. kidding me, man? This is a, you know, I use the analogy of socialism as a snake eating its tail, pretending to be a good hunter. At a certain point, the snake dies. Will the system of, of Obamacare, of government medicine, will it die or will it lie the way it has lied to continue the stronghold on the very people it's, giving a disservice to on those very low-income people who are suffering in these hell holes run by the same ideologues? Well, we have to have massive change 
and without and I don't have great confidence that that's going to occur. My optimism is that employers will continue to fight as they have. That's a slow process. Can it happen in time? I don't know. Uh, you know, they really need to talk. We do need some change. We need some common sense guardrails that would enforce a free market system, enforce yeah. transparency from the top down. But as you pointed out, I mean, the healthcare lobby is bigger than the next five combined. It's the money is given with such precision. You'll see right now we're watching a change from a Democrat House to a Republican House with a slim majority. Well, you can watch the money will shift exactly like that. And so things will continue to kind of plot along. One of the the things Uh, that really nauseated me was when they named the vaccine Warp Speed. I don't like anything fast that has to be created by Big Pharma. And then they indemnified Big Pharma from the ramifications of anything that goes wrong. We're one of two countries that did that, yet the rest of the world Mm -hmm. did not. And the European Parliament is having a a, a hell of a time going after our big pharma. They're making settlements in Australia, $250,000 for people who are suffering the Jimmy Leg, the Bell's Palsy, and the rest of it. Do you think that maybe within the failure that is the vaccine is some hope that the people will start to demand this be ripped out by its roots the way it should be? Well, I hope so. You know, we we need to demand accountability. I mean, our system should that a free market should require transparency and accountability. I mean, if we could give it two words, those would be the words. And yet, what we've done, and then so you look at the way we're doing it, we don't have transparency, we don't have accountability. So then, what is our system? It's capitalism run amok. I mean, it's it's people that are influencing government to create rules that allow them to just simply profiteer. That's not... That's corporatism, yeah. That's corporatism. And we've devolved into corporatism. And, you know, it's funny. I was reading um, the lucrative drug deal discounts offering more in wealthy communities. This is what happens when this kind of thing. Mm -hmm. The wealthier separate. There is no middle. There's just poor and rich. Is that what happens even in something like... Drug discounts? Are you seeing that? Sure it is. Well, sure it is, because the effort required to get it, it requires a level of sophistication and and education that favors one group over the other. Absolutely. Really? So I eat mangoes in the morning. I do my push-ups. I haven't been to the doctor since 1982. I bet I live a lot longer than these people on medications. What do you think? <laughs> Without a doubt. Without a doubt, my kid had an earache, and so we're uh, showing him how to drink more water. You know, I mean, so yeah. be healthy. Go for a run. My wife went for a run. My nine-year-old daughter went for a run with her. Do you see how in the schools, to live right? Isn't it been implemented in such a diabolical way? I have. I, I, do you see in the schools how, for the last say fifteen years, there's been a push to. Yeah, all kinds of medication and special numbers. And now you've got a tremendous amount of kids that grow up being told by their teachers and their parents that they're depressed and a pill will fix it. That's the perfect recipe for a future generations that rely on misinformation. Which is just crazy, crazy. 
you know, we're just normalizing it. So then you have to take in our home. I mean, I'm res- we're respectful of all people. However, I do point out, I mean, that's not healthy. That's not normal. It's, obesity is unhealthy. It's 85 or 86 percent of the dollars we spend on health care in this country are the result of chronic illnesses that are the result of unhealthy lifestyle choices. I'll so tell instead you, of talking about that, we're going to put everybody on Wagovi and whatever, you know, we're going to take diabetes drugs and just start giving them to the general population. That's I blame not, Lululemon. the right approach. I blame Lululemon <laughs> and the rest of the yoga pant business. If they started making those things above a size 12, you knew it was going to be downhill. In the meantime, Paul Seeger, <laughs> I rely on PCS advisors. Good advice. And when I'm elected Speaker of the House, you'll be my consigliere on all things health. Do we have a deal? We do. We do. Wonderful. Paul, thank you so much. PCS Advisors, where can the people go? PCSAdvisors.com? Yep, that's it. Keep it up. Keep writing the articles. I'm reading them. I love them. Thank you very much. Have a great day. You too. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. Honey Bunny, what a terrible public transportation story. Look at it this way, Honey Bunny. You did not get your face chewed off. This is a real, real something here. I, I, I have to play it again. Brutal attack on a max line. Send an, uh, sent an elderly man to the hospital and another man to jail. And before we go any further, a warning, the details of this attack are gruesome and disturbing. Police say it happened overnight. At now, the... did they uh, uh, change the Safety Act to where if this happened in Chicago, the guy would not get bail or would he get bail? Would they hold him? Would he lose any benefits or would he somehow be rewarded for chewing the old man's face off? Cleveland Avenue, Max Station in Gresham. And that's where we find Fox 12's Adrian Thomas with the latest on this investigation. Adrian. Yeah, Pete, like you said, those details are just very hard to listen to. Police say the suspect, 25-year-old Corin Kramer, attacked a 78-year-old man on this platform and chewed off the victim's ear and part of his face. Police are still investigating if drugs played a role in the attack, but frequent... I wonder if he gets health care, if he'll be a decent citizen. Maybe if he gets a new cell phone, he'll be a good person. What do you think there, KJP? In the president's Christmas address, he called for Americans to reject the poison of politics. But last year, he compared his political opponents to segregationists, labeled them semi-fascist. Don't comments like that contribute to political poison? Look, the president is going to call out what he sees, right? So his political opponents are segregationists and semi-fascists. What are newts? You know, I I can't explain it. I... uh understand that you could have one or two or three people who are crazy all right let's write this down while we scroll crazy all right what's the next one moot come on Newt. but the fact that you had 19 people vote three times and then baron donald joined them uh on the grounds that he didn't have the votes yet uh but even then that means you have 20 people voting against not they're not voting against mccarthy they're voting against the house republican conference so if you vote against McCarthy, this is, reminds me of uh, Pickleface Fauci. He was science, and this is the Republican conference. McCarthy's the Republican. I'm starting to see a lot of similarities between the Republicans and Democrats. How about you, Squirrel? The conference was 10 to 1 in favor of McCarthy on the floor. 
He got 85% of the vote when there was a between he and Andy Gibbs in the conference itself as to who should be the speaker. And these people are taking on their shoulders, setting a standard that any five members of that conference could go out and destroy everything. You know, Lincoln in his first inaugural warned that the problem of secession is once you establish that principle, then everybody can secede from everybody. These five people need to take a deep breath tonight and ask themselves, are they really want to send a signal that every five people in the conference can screw up everything for whatever reason? Isn't that the point of a republic, Squirrel? Is it? I kind of thought it was. Three of them went in and presented Kevin McCarthy with 30-some different demands, most of them involving personal advancement. I mean, they weren't talking about ideology. They weren't talking about principles. They were talking about who gets which committee, who gets to be chairman, things that clearly are an effort to blackmail all of the rest of the conference. And I think the rest of the conference understands this is a core decision. Do the 202 win or do the 20 win? And in a free society... You cannot, just as you can't give in to... No, 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 no. You're starting to sound like the mobocracy, like the mob rule, the majority gets to take away the rights of the minority. Am I the only one that's picking up on that? I hope that in a conference tomorrow morning, when people have had a good night's sleep, have a chance to talk, I hope they can find some key policy, not, not patronage, a key policy position that'll bring back enough of the members to get this over with on the first ballot tomorrow. I'm personally not all that shaken. We had nine ballots to pick a speaker in 1923. We had 133 ballots to pick a speaker in 1855. What happened after 1855, Squirrel? Do you know? Do you know? That was the beginning of what would be known the Civil War. 312-642-5600. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig. And an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM560, the answer. History has a way of being rewritten by scoundrels, liars, and pathological politicians. That's kind of what we're living through. When you are supposed to worship your abuser. I'm not prepared to do that. Are you? 312-642-5600. Squirrel said I said 630. Did I, Squirrel? Are you certain? You're never wrong? All right. Robert Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean. How What's up? Not much. What's on the menu tonight? Well, we're food having and chicken Robert. wings? What's what that? Cat food and chicken wings? What do you got? No, Mrs. Robert and I got a nice salad going, some pizza, and uh, some wine tonight before I go to my Knights of Columbus meeting. But the reason I was calling you... All right. That's wonderful. Very, very, very romantic. Dim the lights, put on a little Amy Winehouse. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, you know, here's the thing. You know, you were running about Newt Gingrich earlier on. Newt Gingrich has pretty much run his course. I mean, this is a guy who tells his wife over the phone for a divorce. Number two... He came in pulling the state of Georgia, and that's why they got the Reverend Warnock back in there. But here's the question I want to ask you. What do you think about Louie Gomer of Texas, or how about Marjorie Taylor Greene 
as Speaker of the House or your candidate, what do you think? I like anybody but an establishment hack. Louis Gohmert's an interesting cat. Uh, I like it. Um, but I would be more interested in seeing one of these new guys. Okay. Because if you sat there, you know, to me, you've been feckless. Who has been a standout? And if they have, they've been ostracized and attacked by the very Republican Party. You know, that fits Jim Jordan. Here's a guy that's yeah. been there for a long time, but I think would be a yeah. tremendous asset to Americanism. Yeah, I like him. I like him. I like the fact he doesn't wear a jacket a lot. Who wants to wear a jacket? I hate that. I never like to wear a tie, even. But um, I think it would be interesting. I also, more important than if it's a specific candidate I love, I don't have to love them, but they have to stand for the country. If you're a, if you're a fraud who's been yeah. given $2.1 million by the co-founder of FTX, I could tell you I don't want him, and I don't care what his name is. You know, what's the biggest problem in this, in, in the push against the mafia? Mitch McConnell and go-along-to-get-along frauds in Congress. Yep. Otherwise, we would beat it. Everybody knows, the people who wallow in these ghettos know these policies don't work. As they lose their health care, as their quality of life sucks, as they can't let their kids walk out of the house. They know it, but they're in a system of corruption and they can't afford to get out. That hey, is the goal of a corrupt government. Yes. I got one last quick one. I know you got to move along. How the hell, How the, excuse me, how the heck did Mitch McConnell get reelected as Senate Minority Leader? When you got people like Ted Cruz and you got better candidates out there, how the heck did he get back in there? Why did he Bribery, leadership packs. You know, it's yeah. funny. I was just watching on, uh, on NBC yeah. quietly Figures. last year. And he's still alive. George Soros, the Nazi collaborator and sympathizer, gave yeah. $140 million to Democrats. Yeah. What about the scoundrels that give to Republicans from Wall Street that invest in China, that are cohorts with Hunter Biden? They're, they're, those are the Republican side of Wall Street. Yeah. And that's who reelected Mitch McConnell. That's who wants Kevin McCarthy. And that's why they have to lose. Thank you very much. Yeah. Go enjoy your night. Soiree on Cabrio. Thank you very much. I don't drink, so I probably butchered it. Patrick and Schomburg. Cabernet. John. It's Cabernet. Yeah. Yes. Uh, no, this is Patrick, not Cabernet. All right. Anyway. Just in case. The, the problem I see here is that all these guys who, uh, Jordan, uh, Donalds, and others, who, who may be candidates, they know that anything they've done wrong in their background, the Democrats are going to dig that up. I like Byron Donalds, but he's got baggage in his background. So he's, he's my he's congressman. Got, I'm curious because he's a I'm, young guy. He's in his 40s. I've actually met yeah. him, had a brief conversation yeah. with him. I like yeah. him. What I, I yeah. don't know the baggage. You, I want you to enlighten me because I don't know what it is. He, 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 he's, he started out in the financial industry. We went to the same high school in Brooklyn, 50 years apart. But, um, <laughs> he, he, <laughs> All right. but You might have had the same he, teacher knowing the New York I, school I, system. But go ahead. <laughs> No, it was a Catholic school, but he—he's a—he—he—he he, he did some financial shenanigans that he, he pled uh, guilty to or whatever, and they're going to bring that up. And I just know anybody who's—who's, who's, you know, the Democrats are going to dig everything up on you. It's—you have to be a saint to be. Uh, yeah, well, that's I'm, the that's I'm, the system of of stupidity. And you know, it's I, interesting when you were talking, Patrick. Do you remember? Elon Musk, how he had to do the same thing with the SEC, the very same SEC that supported Sam Bankman-Fried. And he had to admit 
that he him tweeting at the time led sure. to uh, a, a stock performance in a, in a different way, and I believe right. he had to pay a fine. I'm wondering, yeah. you know, I want to know the specifics of it, but thank you, Patrick, for giving me that right. information. I will yeah. look it up, and I will discuss I it tomorrow. And, and, and I like Byron Donald. Me too. I, I would like to see him be pre- become a presidential candidate. I'm dead serious. Yeah. All right. Me too. All right. Good night. Thank you very much. See, Brooklyn Catholic School produces good people. I want to know about that. Would you look up? In the meantime, we were talking about Obamacare. And I remember the scandal of Obamacare. But I remember one of the Marxist oligarchs talking about the people who supported the Democrat philosophy in a way that reminded me of Newt Gingrich talking about Republicans. There's a third video that emerged today uh, featuring MIT economist Jonathan Gruber, one of the architects of Obamacare, suggesting, in his view, that voters lack of sophistication, helped Obamacare supporters push the bill through. Uh, This quote I'm going to play for you, this bite, is about taxing insurance companies with the knowledge that those costs would be passed on to the consumer. Let's play that sound. We just tax the insurance companies. They pass it on higher prices. That offsets the tax break we get. It ends up being the same thing. It's a very clever, you know, basically exploitation of the, of the, of the lack of economic understanding of the American voter. I want to get your reaction to that, Senator. That's what they think of their supporters, of their constituents. They have the same ideology, the same false superiority that Newt, the swinger who's built like Hillary Clinton, has for the Republicans. That's why when he tells you anything, spit in that porky pig's face. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. Now you're talking, squirrel. Should I grow it long in the back again, buy my old Riviera back, drive around like it was 1984? I think we should. Boy, oh boy, you wouldn't have tolerated this kind of skullduggery back in the 80s. Plus, I like the way the hair looked along in the back. All business in the front, party in the back, squirrel. Bob Chesterton, Indiana. Yes, one of the names that hasn't been put out there yet is Mike Pompeo. He finished top of his class in West Point. He has a distinguished military career. He was a former congressman. Um, Interesting name. But I don't know if those those, uh, resume builders you mentioned are an asset. For instance, Mike Pompeo supports money to Ukraine. Yes, but uh, who else in Congress doesn't? Well, I think I think the 20 that are putting up a fight don't. I, I do. And I'll tell you another thing, Bob. Do you know, I don't know how many shows, because I don't really listen to a lot of shows, mentioned the fact that the Ukrainian parliament, the existing one, tweeted out a happy birthday on honor to Stefan Bandera on January 1st. That, to me, is a scandal. Stefan Bandera was a murdering Nazi who killed, I don't know how many Poles. How many Polish people did Stefan Bandera kill? Polish like people have been getting massacred for the past 500 years by all their neighbors. And, yeah, uh, that doesn't hey. mean i got to support that, right? And, and when you mm-hmm. support Ukraine, you support the very government that has been bribing the Biden crime family since Joe Biden could form a sentence. 
as opposed to the show. Right now, we need a leadership in Congress and the candidates that are out there now, especially uh, McCarthy. A leader takes the heat. A leader stands on principle and ideology. And I don't think Mike Pompeo does it. I know it's scandalous, but I'm I'm not going to give, you know, I'm not going to give quarter to it. I'm not. If you support what this philosophy of, of, of our foreign policy, which I think is criminal in some aspects, and not recognize the atrocities the American economic terrorism and economic scandal has created throughout the world, you're not going to fix it. And I want to fix it. You know, there's a lot of questions about the IMF bank, about money to Ihor Kolomoisky, about the, the military industrial complex. I don't want it. I don't want that to go on another minute. I don't. And that's the good news about Congress being hamstrung. That's not going on right now. So I want to fight it. Way too much money. Yeah, way too much money going to foreign countries, and there is no oversight whatsoever in Congress. I just got you to argue against Mike Pompeo. Thank you very much for calling. See what I did there, Squirrel? I think you did. Let's go to Lloyd Austin, one of Raytheon's greatest salesmen. We're still gathering information, but we have seen nothing that contradicts President Duda's preliminary assessment that this explosion was most likely the result of a Ukrainian air defense missile. And an American missile. So we killed those Polish people. We killed how many Russians? We killed how many Ukrainians? Because, you know, this very government was already in a civil war. Were we selling them weapons then? Was that the billion dollars that Joe Biden talked about like it was his own money out of his wallet? Uh, Yatsenyuk, that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. So they said they had, they were walking out to press conference, said, no, nah. I said, I'm not going to, we're not going to give you the billion dollars. They said, you have no authority, you're not the president. The president said, I said, call him. See, where was, where was Kevin McCarthy during that? Did he utter a word? Was he outraged? No, because he's a step and fetch to government supremacy. Tony in Riverside, Hey, Sean. Happy New Year to you. Happy Two New things. Year, Judy. Yeah, the guy before seconds. said that, I know, the guy before you said about Donald have a background, he admitted guilt. At least he did, whereas he could just say Nancy Pelosi still isn't. And secondly, I just wanted to call to remind you, I don't know if you heard my offer, but when Johnny Anthony gets to fill in, I should co-host with him. I'll tell you what, you, you, it's on the table. It's on the All table, right. Tony. You got it? It's on the table. All right, Sean. All Be right. good. Thank you very Stop. much. Be back in 21 hours to fight the Leviathan, no matter what color hat it wears. Red or blue, it's still the same Leviathan. I'll be back after this. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.